Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Ryan and Rush Show. On today's episode, West Virginia gets its first Big 12 win and looks to continue its momentum against Texas on Saturday in Morgantown. All ahead on the Ryan and Rush Show. And we welcome you back to your source for West Virginia sports. I'm Rambling Rush. He's Moneyline Mac. We are the Ryan and Rush Show, and we're getting right into it. Ryan finally got the monkey off our backs, got our first big 12 win against TCU, a good TCU team last night in Morgantown. How are you feeling about this? I'm feeling good, man. Uh, the streak lives on for the TCU Horned Frogs, now losers of 11 in a row at the Coliseum, 0-4 since they joined the Big 12 11 years ago. But, I mean, you get a win over a quality team, and we touch on it. TCU's as good as anybody in the Big 12, and it's an experienced team, a veteran team uh, that was athletic as well. We did a great job uh, on the glass, I thought, out-rebounded TCU 31-18. to That was the most encouraging thing for me because TCU prides themselves so much on the offensive rebounding glass. Well, what did we talk about with the keys to victory, right, and TCU's strengths? They're a great offensive rebounding team. they great three-point team. And, you know, you got to watch them in transition, really athletic. What did the Mountaineers do last night? You know, they rebounded the ball, did an excellent job, both sides rebounding, but, of course, especially on the defensive side. I think TCU ended up only having one three-pointer all night. I remember looking up at the game, I'm like, TCU still has not made a three-pointer. It was a costly one at the time because it was a four-point play, but nonetheless, really only held them to one three-pointer, maybe two. I don't remember another one. Uh, and then, you know, we came out athletic last night. We got a good lead. Um, of course, you know, it's we, there were fears of the Kansas State game, right, when we got off to this great lead and then gave it away, ended up losing in overtime. TCU did mount a comeback. Uh, I think the refs had a little bit to do with that um, coming from it because the refs all of a sudden decided to wake up and being like, oh, maybe we should be part of this game too, which is really annoying, not getting consistent ref play. But hey, regardless, they held on, got the monkey off their back and hey, Texas comes to town and let's let's make one win into two. No doubt. And I I knew TCU was going to make a run in the second half. They'd done it in every single Big 12 game. Uh, they were down 17 at Baylor, came all the way back and won in the Big 12 opener. They were down by 12 with like 10 minutes to go against Texas Tech, came all the way back. You can even rewind all the way last year to senior day when we beat them. We mounted like a 15-point lead in the first half, kind of like last night, and they came all the way back and took the lead. They didn't do that last night, but it's kind of what they do with the veteran team that's just used to playing with one another, and they just mm -hmm. keep playing. I mean, they're good. I mean, this is a top 15, top maybe top 10 team by March with uh, Mike Miles is, is hard to guard. He's he's hard to keep you keep in front, and he's really good in transition. I thought Jimmy Bell did an unbelievable job against Eddie Lampkin. Uh, I kind of, when we got Jimmy, I thought maybe he could become Eddie Lampkin. That was my hope of kind of his ceiling with how good Lampkin was down the stretch in the Big 12 last year. So unbelievable job holding him to, what, just five points and three rebounds. So all around a solid win and much needed win to get in the win column. And you brought up Jimmy Bell, right? What did we say on the last episode? And I'll, I'll listen, I'll take it back right now. And I was saying that maybe Jimmy Bell needs to come off the bench. But then what we saw last night, Ryan, is he he woke up. It was a get right game. He he came to life. And I saw Jimmy Bell, big guy. We all agree there, but just out duel an even bigger guy. And it was, it was a great, you know, got a double double last night. Excellent game, played hard, you know, got a little banged up too. 
uh, made his free throws. The whole team actually did a good job making their free throws. Uh, I think there was one Trey Mitchell missed and hugs went a little nuts in the arena and slammed and everyone kind of had a gasp for a second, but Hey, got, got it out of the system and played good fundamental ball. And I mean, that's what, that's what it's going to take to compete in the big 12, right? Ryan is, is if you play a complete game and don't beat yourself, any team has a chance to win, no matter if it's Kansas or Oklahoma, right? And West Virginia, they played a complete game last night and definitely the, the fans, it was great to see. So definitely have to keep this momentum going. Um, Want to also give another shout out to another player and I'm calling him the, the glue of our team, Keity Johnson. He does it all. Free throws, make shots, defends. Like he's not only the glue on the team, but like it seems like even as a defender, he's just gluing himself to other players. And it was just... He, he was kind of that backbone last night when, you know, things started to get a little rough there towards, you know, TCU's comeback. And, you know, we, everyone just leaned on Keaty and he took over him and Jimmy. It was a great night for both of them. Absolutely. And Ke- Keaty is the most valuable player. The one game he missed, we got drilled by Kansas at home. If Keaty plays, I think it's a game. And I don't think people know last year when we kind of collapsed in the Big 12 play, losing all those close games. Keaty was hurt bad the entire time. His knees and his ankles. He wasn't the same guy as the UAB game that everybody remembers. The first UAB, obviously, he was unbelievable again against UAB. But the first game against Jelly Walker, where he completely shut him down, and then he got nicked up right at the beginning of Big Twelve play, and just wasn't the same guy physically. And that really hurt our team. And I think that's one, probably the main reason uh, you could argue that we didn't have success in the big 12 last year is because he, he sets the tone, man. He guards the ball at the 10 second yeah. line. He extends everybody's offense. Ball screens aren't taking place where the offense wants to set him. They got to set him almost at the half court line because Kitty's crawling up in these point guards. And then offensively, he's just steady. He's gotten so much better over the two years that he's been or three years now that he's been in Morgantown. So happy for him. A guy that does a good guy that deserves success. And uh, it, it was great last night, career high 20 points. So I think as we kind of talk about this team and, and really figuring out what is this team, who is this Mountaineers basketball team is right. We started the the season um, really feeling like the identity of this team was it's a deep team, right? Is we can, you know, we're going to have 10, 11, 12 guys in there making rotations, right? And w- which is obviously a great thing to have. I'd rather have more players that can play for you than than less, of course, Right. But then you kind of start, there's that old football saying, right? Is if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Is if you have too many people, who's really a good player, who's really should be out there. And what if something I've kind of started to notice with, with hugs and definitely Ryan, with you being in that locker room before and something that you could probably speak to is it definitely seems like this team's becoming more refined, more is who are, who's kind of the core guys and who's the, the secondary guys. And I think last night, um, kind of the end of that Oklahoma game, right? And then last night really showed what this core is becoming. Obviously, Keedy, and if Jimmy Bell plays like that the whole all the time, is you really need him and Muhammad Wagi to to you know take care of that five spot. Akonkwo, you know, he's been he's had he's been hot, he's been cold. Um, he's you know sometimes helped out, but he's only coming out right is if there's foul trouble. So, and then of course Emmett, who you know leads the teams in average minutes um, and then Trey Mitchell. So I think really the next step for this Mountaineers team is, you know, when Eric Stevenson's on, he's on when he's off, 
you know, he he's off. So kind of making Eric more, more of that consistent, more of the, the one of the core guys. And then, you know, these other complementary pieces like Toussaint and Wilson and when Kobe needs to come in, it's really bolstering that is I, I think it's kind of starting to, to who the dogs are, who the players are. I think it's starting to finally come to life and, and showing out there on the floor. Well, it's the older guys and because they've been through the gauntlet over yeah. and over again. Multiple of them uh, are in their fifth year. Emmett's a fifth year guy. Uh, Eric's a fifth year guy. Mm-hmm. I thought the guy and Hugs talked about in the post game that he wanted to get in more, but the game flow didn't uh, allow him to. Was Seth Wilson? I know he came sure. in and had a quick layup, two points. Got so. a nice ovation when he came in as well. Yeah, he's been he's been really good his sophomore year so far. I think he's been steady and he's been ready whenever his numbers called upon. I think that's a guy that needs to get a a little bit more minutes and I, I think hugs agreed with that in the post game saying he wanted to get him in more because Eric is going to get in foul trouble. Joe and Keedy will get in foul trouble. I mean, we've seen the officiating in this league, especially in seems in our games where it's inconsistent at best. So you got to have other guys that are ready to be called upon when the circumstances dictate that. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think it's like we were just saying, one of those situations where, it's it, that that lineup is, and of course, you know, depending on the opponent, that of course changes the way you need to maybe switch that up. But you're you're starting to get that sense of identity. I don't know if it was necessarily ever lost, but I'm more I understand this team a lot more after the Oklahoma game and after the TCU game and going into this Texas game. Um, something you brought up, and I think you said it perfectly, was the refs in the Big 12 are, you know, inconsistent at best. Yeah. Um, and even with that being said, is I definitely think that is our um something we have to be careful of and get a little better of is is just the yes. fouls. Well, and the technical the technical fouls have got to stop. <laughs> I mean, Agreed. Like like uh Trey, I I know he got fouled last night, but you cannot show up an official in the Big 12 and slap your arm. And then it fouls you out ultimately. And I mm-hmm. mean, it, it almost came back and cost us. Everybody kills Eric when uh, obviously he had the tech at Oklahoma State. And you could argue that changed the whole momentum of that game or the K-State tech. The, the techs have got to stop because it's it's going to come back and bite us again. And it almost did last night. So, I mean, Hugs and that staff is saying the same thing. So hopefully we, we stop with that stuff. Because in fairness to the officials, now I, I'm, not, I'm not a big officials guy, Uh-oh. but – this is a hard league to officiate. Mm-hmm. All 10 teams are good. All two, all 10 teams are physical. All 10 teams are well-coached, well-scouted. They know what you're running. You play everybody twice, and then when you get to the Big 12 tournament, it's the third time. Everybody knows everybody like the back of their hand. So it, it's a hard league to officiate, too. It is. And as someone who's, uh, you know, I don't want to make myself sound as important as the refs, but as someone who's been a, a high school softball umpire, you know, <laughs> you can, uh, you know, sometimes the, the fans just don't get it or there's a lot more pressure on it than you think. I will say this, just the only thing in terms of officiating is what kind of, however you start the game and, and however the game's going, just kind of keep it that way. It, it's like yeah. you said, the whole inconsistency of it. Don't all of a sudden like, Oh, we got to have a foul thon now. It's like, just keep a consistent pace of the game. I, I think that's really all anyone's asking for. And, you know, just being fair on both sides, because as, uh, as Hugs b- brought up in the past with the three blind mice, um, it seems to all usually hurt a certain team. So, but I'm with you. It's, it's, it's a lot harder than people think it is being a ref. So, and especially in this league. 
That doesn't mean I like him, but yes, I will <laughs> give him I will give him credit on it is a hard league to officiate and it's a long season and people can wear on one another. If you're mm-hmm. yelling at it, if you're yelling because like Kip Kissinger was on the game last night. We've had Kip multiple times over the years. We've had him a couple times this year. We'll have him a couple times more times uh, going forward. I mean, when you get yelled at by the same guys four or five times a year, they they start tuning you out, and then they're more. Uh, I don't know if sensitive is the right word. If that might be to uh, give you a T when they're just fed up. I mean, they're they're traveling every night too, so it it is what it is, I guess. Is what it is. And I mean, I, I think that just goes back into everything we're saying, kind of to wrap up this this first win in the TCU game is obviously if you want to win, you know, play a complete game. If you if the Mountaineers play a complete complete game, they they, they should win almost every game. But it's it's a question. And two, it's just not letting, you know, decisions, letting calls fall in the hands of the refs. You know, don't don't give the refs that power to to give you an L in that loss column. So and Playing a complete game will do that for you. So, anyway, moving on, Ryan, we got Texas coming to town. Uh, I'm going to call this, you know, so we got a good win against TCU last night. Texas, Horns Down Texas is coming Saturday. We got Texas Tech Wednesday. I'm going to call this the Texas Trifecta, uh, Ryan. So, we got the first leg of the Trifecta in the books. We got the second leg now with with everyone's favorite horns down. I'll ne- I'll never forget the the Will Greer. I think it was Jennings game, right? Where yep. where uh, it really just took power. So we got to keep that going. All the uh, Mountaineer fans out there going to the Coliseum this weekend got to keep that energy going. Uh, Ryan, why don't you tell us about this Texas team and their identity? Another good basketball team and another experienced basketball team. They're 15-3 and overall, 4-2 and in the conference, and they just lost a tough game in Ames, which, I mean, anybody that has seen Iowa State play this year, they're really good, and they're even better at home. So we're going to get Texas's best punch on Saturday because they're coming off a loss, uh, really good guards, and it it all starts with the guy that uh, transferred from Minnesota a couple years ago. He was all Big Ten, Marcus Carr. A familiar face in the Big 12, Tyrese Hunter is the other guard, his running mate. Uh, he's transferred from Iowa State, made the big shot against LSU to uh, seal the win for him in the NCAA tournament last year. And then uh, everybody knows uh, Teddy Allen, his brother, Timmy Allen, is uh, on the Texas Longhorn team as well. And he's, he, I mean, he's a, he's a heck of a player as well. He averages 11 points, six rebounds. He's steady. And they got veteran guys off the bench. I mean, Sir, Bar- Sir Jabari Rice is a transfer from New Mexico State, another guy that was part of another uh, NCAA tournament team that won a game over UConn. So they got good size, they're athletic, and they're old. And it's just another good team. It's going to be a heck of a uh, challenge for us Saturday night. Tell you what, is uh, time changes, things stay the same. TCU can't win in Morgantown, and if the, there will always be a last name Allen on the back of someone's jersey, man, yeah, it no just it, it just keeps <laughs> continuing. So, in, so you know, we're seeing this theme, and I mean, it's basically the theme of the Big Twelve, Ryan. We keep talking about is just, and this Texas team is one of them. Just very athletic, very skilled, deep. It is how do the Mountaineers match up against this Texas team? It's going to be interesting because they play with two point guards, Marcus Carr and Tyrese Hunter. I already mm-hmm. said uh, Marcus Carr is probably maybe the best point guard in the league, uh, arguably, and he is their he's their go to guy down the stretch. He's made every big shot when they've been in a tight game. He took over that Oklahoma game in the Big Twelve opener. Um, he made big shots against TCU down the stretch as well, and Texas Tech. And then Tyrese Hunter is the other point guard. 
and we, we've seen it him be the guy at Iowa State. So two guys that are really good off the bounce, can make shots off the bounce, and make perimeter shots as well. So this is a game definitely that Keedy and Joe will play a lot together. I also could see this as another game for, as we were talking about, JBJ, Jimmy Bell Jr., yep. to having that size and kind of really – you know, this, the saying is there are big guys and then there are got people that play like they're big guys. And that's, that's, you know, Jimmy went like last night, right. Is I think this can be a really big game for him to, to just keep that momentum going because he definitely has, you know, he'll be one of the biggest guys out there on the floor. So I think it's going to be another one of those games where, uh, you know, there's a lot of guard play, uh, you know, and just looking for that five to, to step up when needed and really get that, you know, get the crowd in the game, get that momentum, any momentum shifts going. So another big game for JBJ. Yes, no doubt. And uh, he is going to have his hands full inside because uh, the big fellow to is he's a role guy, but mm -hmm. physical long. I, I mean, Texas, they, they, one thing they've always done, they recruit well. So, and they've done a good job in the portal, getting talented guys that got a lot of length, size and athleticism and, I mean, we should touch on uh, everybody knows Chris Beard, that whole situation. Rodney Terry, uh, the guy that's filled in, has been a head coach at Fresno State. Chris Ogden is on his staff as well, who's a head coach at Arlington. And then uh, Bob Donawald and Steve, I think it's Steve McClain, all are, have been head coaches at the Division One level. So, yes, they do lose Beard, but they don't lack experience still on the coaching staff front. I'll still know. I know I've brought this up, but I'll still never forget when Beard had that meltdown right in front of you when he was coaching. Oh, at Texas Tech. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I just watching it. I'm like, he's throwing a temper tantrum right now. I liked uh, Beard better at Texas Tech too. Yeah. I, yeah. I think he liked being employed too. Yeah, <laughs> so I, no I agree with you. But this is, I mean, this is a Texas team, Ryan, that, that we, we, it seems like we're always going down to the wire with them. Um, I remember what was it two years ago? Was Deuces last year. The games where Andrew Jones, you know, that game that we should have won in Morgantown, where Andrew Jones makes that shot at the end, and of course his story coming back from cancer was a great story. But just do that to another team. Don't do that to us in Morgantown. But then on the reverse end, we were down. What was it like? Twenty points, twenty one points, and to come back. Deuce had a hell of a game and and ended up winning there. So it was definitely one of those even out. And then last year we had the whole. Cunningham game and how and my guess is the maniacs will be booing him. Um, oh yeah, no this doubt. game coming up. Rightfully so, so. So I mean, this is I know this two schools that just hate each other that just don't yeah. like each other at all, and I think it's definitely going to show on Saturday. Well, and, and you mentioned it; they've won two in a row here, and they've won two in a row by uh, combined, I think, five points. So I mean, we're we're due to get back at them. I, the last time we beat them was the game where we beat them by about a hundred on Big Monday when uh, Oscar right. ran down the ball in, in the in the corner, then dunked it. <laughs> I, I know, I know that we don't like talking about Oscar, but that that was a heck of a play. Looking back on it, I think people like Oscar when he did things for us. It's it's that year, but anyway, hey, real quick on yes. on the Oscar front, I will say there are a lot of people that uh, oh Bob Huggins an apology because all of a sudden John Calipari's calling out Oscar for not being in the gym and not guarding ball screen. So I I'm I hear I see that headline. I'm like oh where where did I see this before? <laughs> so so what you're saying is sometimes when a basketball player doesn't work out at one school and he goes to another school that it actually might be the, the player's fault, not the coach's fault. Wow, I've never yes. heard that and, one before. Well, and, and when you pay them all that money and they, they get, they can get a little complacent. I mean, wrong people in their ear. So yeah, similar situation. Obviously he still puts up great numbers, but he's definitely not the same guy he was last year.
That's enough Kentucky talk. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a, that's definitely enough of that. Time to move on. All right, Ryan, for the Texas game, if there's a player to be an X factor in this game, I know you've brought up a couple already, but who's the X factor in this one? That's a great question. I'm going to go Trey Mitchell. This is former Oh, school, it is a revenge so. game. Yeah, so you know he's going to get up, and he's going to be guarded by a talented freshman, Dylan Mitchell. Trey, you're a senior. Time to step up and uh, like get the that. better of that matchup. So I'll go Trey Mitchell. I think that's a big night against uh, I, Texas Longhorns. I like the Trey Mitchell revenge factor. Absolutely. Yep. The revenge angle. Uh, uh, love it. Um, all right, Ryan. It's time for your famous three keys to victories. If the Mountaineers are going to make it two in a row, finish leg two of the uh, Texas trifecta, how does West Virginia beat the Texas Longhorns? Horns down Saturday in Morgantown. Yes, uh, if we want to be saying the horns down, these three things, uh, don't be complacent. This is simple. We're coming off a big win. Don't let your guard down. Texas is going to come out with a lot of energy. They're coming off uh, their, only their third loss of the year, so they're going to want to get that bad taste out of their mouth. So match their energy. When Cunningham comes in, he's going to cheap shot you. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna play hard. you got to match his energy. Don't let the others get going. Number two, got to guard the basketball. They uh, rely a lot on dribble penetration with those two guards, Carr and Hunter, and uh, Rice off the bench. They're, they got a lot of talent, but we just got to stay to our fundamentals and principles and stay in front and uh, be ready there. Be ready to help if we are beat. And number three, play harder and longer for 40 minutes. This is going to be a 40 minute game that comes down to the wire. Uh, I don't see either team blowing each other out. So stay together and find a way to get uh, win number two in a row in uh, this Texas trifecta, as you say. I like it. Play play harder and longer. And how do you do that? You stay disciplined and you don't get into foul trouble. It's one way to stay long in the game. So agree with you there. All right. But Ryan will be coming back next week. We actually have a uh, we'll tease it out, Ryan, a, a special yeah. interview tomorrow. Um, we're actually going to be releasing that episode on Monday and then we'll be coming uh, out with our Texas Tech preview and recaps and talking about the fish fry and preview in the Auburn game. Big week next week for, for Mountaineers. And I think a great way to start that's with a win over Texas. So everyone horns down. We all agree there and go Mountaineers. Couldn't agree more. Go Mountaineers. Love y'all.